0: singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day.
1: My guest today, if you like coaches, you've hit the mother load. <laughs> he, he not only has... Um, such a deep humility um, about his skills and his abilities, but he also has a fantastic sense of humor. He said, "I I hate bios." <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but he put he put it in his bio that he hates bios. <laughs> I I just had to laugh at that because it just it just suggests that he um, he has such confidence, and you know you're going to find that out in this interview. So. Today, we are taking a ride from the Music City all the way to Germantown, Tennessee, and we're gonna hang out with the author of Group Coach Nation, it is Chris Williams. So uh, life has been good with you, Chris, these days? Yes, it has.
2: Yeah. yeah. I got five kids and summer's almost here when we're recording this. And yeah, man, I just love this season when things start to just dial back a little bit, you know? Yeah. Five kids, you brave man, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one kids. of seven. I'm, I'm
1: I'm one of seven, so I know, I know the, the vibe, the the busy family, but uh, you you seem like you've got the great father, Gene.
2: Oh, that's great. That's really nice of you to say. I really like my kids. I got a good bunch, I really do.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. So um, we, when you and your wife were uh, figuring this out, did you guys immediately say big family were going for it or did it just, it was a process of you just went through it and said?
2: Yeah, she was definitely a, so we got married and we were 21. She was definitely, uh, I want to have like four kids, five kids, something like that. I want to have a lot of kids and I want to have them close together. We didn't know when that was going to happen, but like when we were 23, all of a sudden the first one showed up and we were like, okay, so here we go. So we, uh, yeah, like we just knocked it out. So we had five kids in six and a half years. Um, so she wanted to have like little kids, high school kids, college kids, so like, she wanted zones, so that's what we got. We're, n- we're now, like, three in college, two in high school, almost all of them out of the house. We're close, man.
1: Wow, that's amazing. You know, and, and the good part about that is when you do have them young, because I did also, and uh, you get to have these great relationships with them as young adults, and it's like... You know, people used to ask me, hey, what was the best age? And I said, they were all great, you know, but it's now that it's just it's still great. But you go and have a beer with them or you go to a hockey game or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's just fun, you know, like the whole thing.
2: I love the stage right now. Yeah, I like big kids. The little ones are great, too. They're you can do stuff. You're right. You can do stuff. They can make their own lunch. They can take care of their own selves. And we can go do fun stuff. It's great. Yeah. And even drive you to the
1: airport if you need it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hey, we're hanging out with Chris Williams today uh, on Podcasting Your Global Career, and Chris is the coach of all coaches. Uh, you've kind of, uh, I don't want to say you're dominating the coaching space, but to to many you are, uh, not with uh, anything other than great content, great messaging, and the ability to communicate in a way that others, uh, I think, would be envious of. So how did you... Get to have all these uh, wonderful tools that you have on your
2: belt when you go out and you do these things? Now, that's a good question. So, James, I don't think I've heard that question in a while. That's actually, I think, the best question I've heard in a while. How did you get to have all the tools? Because people aren't necessarily born with this, and I sure wasn't. I want to say just straight up practice. I remember um, a professor of mine in college. By the way, I didn't read a book in college. I'm a bad. I'm a horrible reader. I, I just struggle reading, I struggle writing. So I didn't read anything in college. I just listened. Um, so <laughs> any professors in my like, what really? No, for real. Um, the, the professor said, look, if, if you can figure out how to communicate with people, then you can rock and roll in any career path you want. It's all about communication. And so I started just really diving in on that. And because I wasn't a good writer, wasn't good at at school, honestly, but I could communicate, and I could I could sit down and learn to listen, and learn to replicate what people were saying, and and emote back, and repeat what they were saying, and get the gist of it, and then ask more questions to help them arrive at their own solution that was right for them. That kind of skill set just developed because I got really committed to building something into myself that I knew would become a bridge to lots of opportunities and that's totally played out. So to that professor, I so appreciate that advice. It's been good advice and it's been, there's anything I've practiced over the years, it's been communication. Uh, That's
1: awesome. And, and, you know, I picked up when we first met that you have a very keen and incredible sense of awareness with which most people don't have because they're unaware. That they don't have it, you know, <laughs> and and I just I just could tell by when you went around the room and you were asking questions and and there was the, about twelve of us in a group maybe fifteen people and and you took the time to ask every single person and vet them out on their on their questions about their brand and your attention was incredible because you were hanging on their every word and you were just like diving deep um, in your own mind to figure out what's the best um, advice or counsel I can, I can, you know, gift this person with, uh, to help them on their journey. So your sense of awareness, when did you feel that you were developing that, or that had been developed to the level that it is now? Was it an ongoing process or was it something you just decided one day to say, you know, I want to really tap in and, uh, get more aware,
2: uh, to, to help serve. I appreciate your kind words, and the, the true answer is, I don't think I'm there yet. And maybe that's Great. the right answer for your question, too, because I think it's constantly a process. Yeah. I've learned that that I need to, you know, our, our grandmothers or whatever would say, you have one mouth and two ears, so listen twice as much as you talk, right? Yeah. That's so true, and, and I think it's more of an 80-20 rule, like listening and helping someone flesh out where they are and then guiding that conversation or questions a little bit for most people they don't make a change because you tell them to they make a change because they arrive at an aha moment some some epiphany they have so the skill set really is is really shutting up and just asking questions and letting people get there and that's that's the thing i i really am fascinated with as a coach a group coach nation We teach a lot of that because I think it's so important as coaches, not just just to dump our information, but to listen so people can make truth applicable to them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Group Coach Nation, which is uh, your home harbor, when uh, did you create this? Like how long have you guys been like in existence as that particular body?
2: Yeah, so seven or eight years as an organization, but branded this group Coach Nation for three years, something like that. Yeah, we were elite agency before that. You know, let's just be honest. As entrepreneurs, we go through iterations constantly and you find what's working and what's not, and I think that's so important for all of us is to just give yourself some grace and some space, look at what's going on around you and, and make the shifts that are appropriate for the time and place you're in, and we made that shift during the pandemic. To Group Coach Nation because we were teaching group coaching and mastermind models a lot, and it just made sense. And I'm glad we did. I really am. It's been a it's been a good name for our home harbor, as you said. Yeah.
1: Do you find that when you look out on the landscape of, of business people, like in the space that you and I are in and others, um, do you see a lot of that happening where people are rebranding, reimagining, uh, reconfiguring? their businesses in a way that happens way more frequently than it used to happen? Or is it just, am I looking at people that did what I did and what you did and it's like, You know, I I put it to somebody recently, uh, Rich Kozak said to me, he's a branding guy, and he said, he asked me the question, and I said, I said, yeah, it was time to get out, climb out of the sandbox, and uh, grow up, and change my brand, (laughs) he started (laughs) laughing, because it was like, yeah, it was very infantile comment, but I said, I sort of felt that way, you know, that it was like, so much has happened since I started the podcast way back, and uh And to your point, like you, you rebranded what you were doing. And it. I think it's almost like you have to catch up with yourself Mm. and say, I've learned more. I'm not the same person I was four years ago. I'm not the same person I was last night because every day is a new opportunity. But do you see a lot of that going on um, from where you sit, uh, Chris, when you look out and see this person changed, that person changed, or is it, or is it just um, an anomaly that I'm looking at?
2: No, I think you're right. And I, I love the, the sandbox analogy. I don't, I'm don't i not a software engineer, but I served on a couple of boards for some software groups and, and they use that sandbox term as that safe place to play with ideas, create, and, and not worry about a mistake. And I think that's a really important part of everybody's journey. No matter how mature we are not, as an entrepreneur, I still have a sandbox in my business and we're constantly creating stuff before we take it to market, right? And it's really important. But- But I think you're right that that move to get out of the sandbox and rebrand. I kind of see this in two categories. Sometimes you see people rebranding or stepping out into their space and you're like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And sometimes you see people, unfortunately, I think most of the times we see people are like, what's going on? Like, like this isn't making sense. And we're trying again and again and again. And. And I wanna say something to that. One is, it's not bad to try again and again and again. Two, get a coach. And if that's James, you're here you're listening to James, right? You're not on the show for me, listen to James. If he's your coach, ask him questions. Like ask your coach questions about what you're doing. Have, have outside voices, be in a mastermind, be in a community. You can't do this alone. Get real opinions from people who know what they're talking about invent the ideas in a sandbox and it's going to give you a lot more traction when you do step out because stepping out is expensive emotionally, financially and relationally. So get as much traction as you can, be brave, step out there. If you have to change, no big deal, but if you do it with intentionality and with the community around you, before you jumped into the big playground out of the sandbox, it, it makes it a lot more likely that you'll get to do it once or twice or three times, not 20 times.
1: Such wise counsel. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that because you're giving permission for people who have had this inkling of, you know, I got to change, I got to do this, but I'm afraid to. And it's like, you know, you get all caught up in, well, you know, the URL and the this and the that and the commitment and the artwork. And there's just, there's a million excuses lying there saying, no, don't do this. But, you know, it's usually our paradigm, like not allowing us to go in through the door. Um, let me ask you, Chris, about your favorite uh, client, like, is there a is there a specific wheelhouse or is there a specific lane that you feel like you guys excel in um, as far as participants coming into uh, group coaching?
2: Yeah, and I totally know who our favorite clients are. That's fun. That's a good question. I won't mention them here. So okay, but our, our favorite our favorite clients, and they they have. I think everybody should define this as well. By the way, we have three things plus one that makes our favorite client our favorite clients. Okay, here's how it works. I would say everybody needs to have their three things plus one. Three things are the three things your clients have to show up with in their life in order to be successful with what you teach them. So for me, people need to show up in my world already a great communicator. I mean, we teach a lot of communication skill, but, you know, we don't want to talk with the beginners because we're past that stage already an expert at what they do because i teach experts how to build high ticket masterminds and group coaching programs so they gotta have an expertise i'll teach them a little of the program but you gotta show up with your own expertise and they gotta be a natural giver great communicators experts natural givers because if you're not a natural giver you're gonna burn out coaching you gotta love investing in other humans that's that okay yeah those are those three things three plus one i said the plus one is for me i'm looking for people who are monetizing their expertise or their knowledge all right Great communicators are an expert. They're a great uh, natural giver, and they're trying to monetize that. That's my perfect client, right? Everybody needs that. What are the three things someone has to show up with already invested in themselves to gain before they it can help and grow with what you're going to teach them next? What's the foundation they have to have? And then what's the big key motivator for them to actually make a real shift in their life? That's a big deal. Define those. Write them down. On your own sticky note, Google Doc, whatever. Think those through, folks. That's a that's a big thing. When you nail that down, that clarifies a lot of things. Where are you going to market? Who are you going to ask for when you ask for referrals? How are you going to say yes or no to a client based on what criteria? And that's our criteria. When you
1: first um, got the idea that this is what you were going to do, and you came to that um, the apex of challenge, which is who am I going to coach? Um, how did you get to what you just described and how long was the process? Because that's a tough one for everybody. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like, uh, you know, who's, who's your brand? Who, who follows you? Who's listening to you? You know, where is your space? Like, who are your champions? And it, it's always, ver- I think, very difficult, and especially as a musician for me, like you're supposed to be an original artist. Well, who do you sound like? Well, you know, I sound like me. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. You know, nobody's going (laughs) to, you're not going to follow yourself. So, um, so how, how did that go
2: for you? So how long does it take to find that out? I think it takes um, repetitions, not time. So I was doing a workout the other day and the, the coach in the room was saying, hey, this isn't about how many reps you get. Go slow and do it right. This is about time, is what he said. The flip side of this is, from a coaching standpoint, it is about how many people you can work with because you gotta figure people out. So do it the right way, be honest, be integral, have full integrity, all that kind of stuff, but, but make sure you work with, I would say, 10 to 20 people. It's really hard to know who that right person is until you've worked with 10 to 20 people because you're gonna start seeing the patterns of who is most successful, the fastest, working with me. And you're gonna realize, oh, these people didn't go so well because of something like this or that. And if it's on you, go fix it, help them, get them back up there. If it's on them, document it and know why. So you don't let that kind of person in again. That's not a negative thing about that person. It's just, you're gonna charge them money. You want them to succeed. So, So do your best to screen through and let people know, hey, I don't think you're quite ready or quite right from my process, let me introduce you to somebody else in my world who could help you more. Just be honest with that and help people get on the right path. So what does Chris
1: like to do when he's not involved with business? You got these great kids, so I, I know there's that part, but you, you and your wife, like what do you guys do for chill time to just Weird. get away from it?
2: Yeah, outdoor adventure people all the way. We love being outside—trails, biking, kayaking, climbing, traveling. Just we just love getting out. I'm actually on the road today. I'm, I'm at a charging station right now. That's why I'm in the car. Sorry about that. And the the like just getting out and doing stuff—that's oh, where it's at, right? Yeah, that's that's where it's at. I love it.
1: Yeah, that's that's me too. Uh, outdoors all the way—hiking, biking, yeah. climbing, I know, right? you know, whatever. Yeah awesome. Um, Best place for people to reach out to Chris Williams. Where, where should we go? Where should we send people, Chris?
2: Super easy. Groupcoachnation.com. Just go to groupcoachnation.com. We've got tons of stuff. If you're trying to figure out how to build a high ticket mastermind or group coaching program, like you're trying to scale your expertise and actually trying to be profitable doing it. You don't have to start with those low ticket stuff. You can go straight to the top. Just be very intentional. we got tons of tutorials, explainer videos, how-tos. All that stuff is right there. It's free. We don't even have to give us your email address. We just want you to learn and start building. That's super important. Awesome. Okay. We'll include um, that and,
1: of course, your LinkedIn, all your uh, um, socials in the show notes, of course. And I just want to thank you, Chris, for coming on podcasting, your global career. And in parting, I just want to wish... All of God's blessings on you, your wife, your children, and your business moving forward.
2: Thank you, James. And if you're thinking about working with James, please do. People ask me all the time, what makes somebody get off the fence when they're looking at a coach or somebody, James does feature music for you if you want walk-on music, all that big anthem stuff. He does all of it. Like, reach out to the guy. Here's what makes people get off the fence and make a decision. It's a, it's a relationship and a community. So reach out to the person you trust and say, Hey, here's what I'm struggling with. Is this you or is there somebody else I should talk to?
1: Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes, and we'd really appreciate it. And also don't be shy forward this to your best friend because you know, they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash Dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me, and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.
0: Ride on, right ride 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 we can untangle all the mysteries. We can unlock each other's destiny I taste the breeze of freedom, it's tingling on my tongue I'll take your places. Our pictures in your mind. I'll take your places.